You're listening to Being Autistic. I'm your host, Shelly, and I am a 50-year-old woman sharing my experiences about what it's like to grow up knowing I was different but not knowing why, how I learned I was on the autism spectrum, and what it's like to be autistic. Hello, everyone. In this week's episode, I'm going to talk about music. So music is my number one special interest, and I've realized that it's actually really um, common for autistic people to enjoy music. So, you know, music is something that I always thought that everybody in the world enjoyed, but I'm, you know, my dad wasn't really into music, but my mom was, and I thought that was kind of weird. Like, my dad would, I don't know, he didn't really care about it, and he, like, he would never go out purposely to listen to it, and I mean, I guess I thought growing up that since it was my favorite thing in the world, it was easy for me to, you know, find people to talk to about music. And so I thought, you know, it's just common, you know, it's a common thing for people to like. But, you know, as I grew older, I realized that's just me. I was just obsessed with music and nobody else that I ever knew was as obsessed with music as I am. And now I'm learning that that's because, well, it's not because I'm autistic, but being autistic actually, I think, pushes it into a whole level of another dimension. Like, <laughs> the way that I am with music, I don't know anybody else that is like this. So most people, most neurotypical people, when they like music, you know, they'll buy the music and they'll go see the bands live that they want to see and, and they play it in the car when they're driving and... They might have it on in the background when they're doing stuff around the house, but uh, in my life, it's so, so, so much more than that. It, it becomes, I mean, like I said, it, it's a special interest, so this is, I mean, it's my number one. So music is basically what I revolve my life around. Like, I go, I've been to probably 200 concerts back when they, we used to call them concerts, but now they're called shows. Um, but yeah, like indoor arena shows or, you know, little clubs. Um, and then I started going to music festivals, which is like an outdoor thing and where you see like 50 bands in one weekend. So I've been to many of them as well. Um, so like my life revolves around that stuff. That's just, you know, my... You know, th- I actually base my jobs, well, when I used to work, I had, I would base my jobs around whether or not I would be still able to go to my music festivals. And I, you know, I always try to listen to music at work if I can. So, like, that would be a plus if I could find a job that would let me do that. And I did have a job once where I could listen to my music, and that was great. But, you know, that's not very common with with jobs. So another thing that music, I think, I wanted to talk about was the way that it makes me feel. And here's what it really comes down to. I was thinking about this earlier today, and I really think that music, um, autistic people are drawn to music, I think, because it is like a natural way, an acceptable way for us to stim. Because really, stimming is soothing yourself by doing activities and movements that 
are soothing, you know, they calm your anxiety. And that's exactly what music does. Dancing is one of the best ways that you can move your body along to music and not be seen as weird. You know, like if somebody were just rocking back and forth, you know, you're going to think they're insane. But if there's music playing, it's normal. So that's why I, I just, it's one of the reasons why it's so comfortable for me to be in like an environment where music is because you know, that's my element. I'm in my element there. You know, it's, I can rock back and forth. I can, you know, and, and the other thing about music is it's all about the lyrics and just enjoying the music. So it's not really about talking. And that's why a lot of my social activities my entire life have been based around music, going to shows, going out to clubs and dancing, even, you know, I didn't like Nowadays, if I were to have to go to a club, I probably wouldn't like it as much because I my my stimulation uh, sense my overstimulation is just horrible. Like I can't handle as much as I used to. But um, when it comes to music, at least that's there. You know, like once the music stopped, I didn't know what to do. I remember one time I was at a club and I was drunk, of course, because that's how I talked to people and after the music was done you know they're usually open for a little bit after and my friends the people I was with I should say <laughs> gathered around and sat and talked and then there's me at another table by myself just looking around watching people talk and I'm like it's almost like they didn't care that there was music before because they really just wanted to talk the whole time. And you know, it's, it's a pet peeve of mine when people talk over music. So like when I'm there for the music, I'm there for the music. I'm not there to yell over it into somebody's ear and try to hear what they're saying back to me. So I was the one out of the group that didn't really talk. I was just there to dance and enjoy the music. I mean, I talked because I was drunk, <laughs> but before that happened, I was just waiting for the music, you know? So it, it's, it's the kind of thing where that's the difference between an autistic person and a neurotypical person. The neurotypical people are there to connect with others and to um, catch up on gossip and their lives. And I'm there because there's music playing. And it, when it comes to shows too, I go for the show and then afterwards I just want to go home. There ain't none of this after party stuff happening with me. And I don't really want to hang out with the people before the, 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 before the show either because, I mean, maybe because at least then we can talk about the band and be like excited together. And, you know, I guess that could apply to after, too. Like, you could talk about the show, but it doesn't seem to go that way. <laughs> like, I've noticed when I go to shows with people, the minute the music's done, they might talk about it for, like, a minute or two. But then, you know, other topics come up, and I'm just like, okay, here's where I stop. Here's where... I'd rather just go home now, and I'd rather go home and listen to more of the band. <laughs> Like, that's all I want to do is go home and download the music that I don't have and buy t-shirts 
And that's the difference between a special interest and just a typical person enjoying music. And another thing about music, I think, is I th- I'm going down a rabbit hole here. So this is all about how music is... I, I'm going to try to put this into the correct words, but it's healing for um, reasons that I... Very deep reasons. Um, music is like the the creation of the universe. Like in every religion and in every belief system around the world, the ancient people, they all went back to sound. Like even the Bible, which I'm not a Christian anymore, but you know, the Bible says in the beginning there was the word and the word was good, you know, whatever, (laughs) and light. And so they, they always talk about sound, vibration, and light. And, you know, I'm really into spiritual things and metaphysical things and science, like quantum physics and stuff. And that's one of the things that everything comes back to. The universe is made up of vibration and energy and sound and light. And that's just like so primal. And it's... It's something that I think autistic people are aware of, but they might not be able to pinpoint it why they are so interested in it. Like, for me, like, I'm struggling to find the words to describe this connection I feel with music. It's just something that is inborn in in all living things. Um, like, rhythm, harmony, and melody are the three elements of music. So rhythm is, you know, the will be the drums or the beat or, you know, the things like that. And like in the sense of nature, it's the day and the night, you know, the earth kind of breathes. It's daytime, nighttime and the seasons, you know, everything comes back to life and then everything hibernates. That's a rhythm. And then harmony is when two notes played together you know, harmonize, they sound good together. And that's resonance, like vibration and energy again. When two, when there's, and here's something too, like when you um, play a note on an instrument, oh, I'm gonna say this wrong, but this is something you can look up. If you play a note of something, and then I think it's, it has to be a string instrument. And then you bring another string instrument into the room, um, it will start to vibrate at the same note. And I, I think there's a technical science-y name for that phenomenon, but I can't remember what it is. But I love that. That's, that's to me, that's harmony. That's harmonic um, resonance when things are, you know, balanced uh, on the same note. <laughs> and then um, the last one is melody. And to me, melody is like it would be the singing. It would be the part that's that the single part that sticks out that you remember, like, um, you know, when a song is catchy, you remember the melody, you remember like the, what the, the voice sounded like. So I think that rhythm, harmony, and melody together are so relatable to real life. Like melody in real life would be joy and experiencing life and all the different things about life, how life changes. Um, I've actually got that tattooed on my arm. It says rhythm, harmony, melody on my arm. And so that's a very, that's something that's always meant a lot to me. And I just, and that, I hope I'm getting my point across about music when it comes to that. Like, 
and here's the other difference, I think, between autistic people and neurotypical people. I think autistic people feel the music more than hear it. Um, you might have seen the meme on Facebook. I think it's from Woodstock where there's a little girl back in the 70s dancing and she has her eyes closed and she doesn't even see what's around her. She's just dancing with her eyes closed and she's only like three or four years old. Like children know instinctively what music is. They love it. Like animals too. <laughs> I've seen videos of parrots just bouncing their heads up and down with to the beat, you know? So if animals and children pick up on this and autistic people connect with it in such a deep way, I think that's something that's so so meaningful about life and I feel like neurotypical people just don't don't pick up on that in the same way. I think that neurotypical people tend to use music as entertainment rather than soothing and like I said, I just want to I feel it. I I feel like sometimes listening to music, it's not enough just to have it on. I have to have it loud, <laughs> which, you know, isn't good, but, you know, if it's not loud, I can't hear all the instruments and I can't feel it. It needs to penetrate me. It needs to, um, like, make everything else disappear. And I don't mean that in a way, well, I do kind of mean that as a way of escaping life. I mean, that is a great way to use music, but I also mean it in, in a way as you can focus more on the actual music only. It's like laser focusing. Because if there's music playing and I'm in a room with like a couple other people and they're talking to me and we're doing stuff and the music is just in the background, I don't like that. <laughs> I, I, there's too much happening and I can't focus on what they're saying because I, I'm probably gonna prefer the music, you know, and I'm probably gonna be like, can we just turn the music up and not talk? <laughs> and like this happened at a friend's house recently. We were listening to an album and my friend and his roommate were walking around talking and I was just like, why? Why do we have this playing? if you guys are just gonna walk around and talk because I couldn't I couldn't carry on a conversation at the same time as enjoying the music. It was either one or the other and I didn't want to switch back and forth. You know, I didn't want to like listen to them for a second and then switch my attention back to the song because it needs to be the whole song from start to finish. I don't like breaking up a song or stopping it early or listening to it from the middle. <laughs> it's got to be the whole song and it's got to be loud. It's in, yeah, like I said, and that's why dancing is so great because when I'm dancing, I can shut my eyes and move my body and I have my headphones on and there's nothing else. It's, I, I can completely focus on the music and that way when you do that, it just it's a magical thing that happens and I can't even explain it it's like it just transports you to another world and um, I'm like this I don't know how many other autistic people do this but my mind can picture things to music every single time I'm listening to music I'm seeing in my mind's eye what I think that music looks like I picture colors and scenes and 
things happening. Like, I can actually create a music video completely in my mind when I'm hearing a song. And I don't think that neurotypical people, not all the time, would do that. Um, so, it's just an immersive thing. That's what it is, you know. It's, I want to be immersed in it. It's not good enough if I'm not immersed in it. I don't want it to be entertainment. I want it to... Like I said, it's it's a way to soothe. And here's another thing that I've noticed when I'm listening to music. I literally don't feel any depression or anxiety and I don't feel the need to stim. And I'm the kind of person that's I have so many stims. Oh my god, I'm I'm usually always doing two or three at once. <laughs> I'm always rubbing my fingers together. I'm always biting on my cheeks on the inside of my mouth. I'm always, ta you know, moving my feet around, whether or not there's music playing. So, but I've noticed when I'm listening to music, my whole body just changes to the rhythm of the music and I'll move to it. But I'm not, it's not, well, it is stimming. I think listening to music, you know, moving your body is a form of stim. So, it's just... <sighs> I feel like I'm kind of repeating myself here, so maybe I don't need to keep going, but music is my favorite thing, so I probably could talk about this for hours, but um, like I said, I'm probably just repeating myself. You know, I've already, I've already made the points I wanted to make. Um, so now maybe I should probably talk about um, how I have like... Uh, a natural ability to hear a song and play it on an instrument, particularly the piano. I'm, I'm really good at hearing a song and finding the right keys and just naturally playing the melody of it. And then, you know, memorizing that one song. I used to do that. I do have a piano, but it's at my mom's right now. So when I did have it at my house, I was able to play a song and pretty much play the melody of it in the, you know, the first couple of hours of learning it. And sometimes the, some harder songs would take like an extra day or two, but I probably learned hundreds of songs that way. And that's not the only instrument I've ever played. I did start with violin when I was in like fourth grade. And I really regret not continuing that because I love the sound of violin. It's so beautiful. I don't, I think what it was, was I think I, I, and this is another thing I was going to say, is I've also played guitar, I've also played, um, maybe it was just those three, but I realized that even as much as I love music, I would still rather just listen to it than play it. And that might be because I never played the violin or the guitar long enough to actually get good. When I played guitar, I was a teenager. And I did learn a, a song or two, but guitar was way harder. <laughs> and I never even, I did try drums once. Not, I didn't have drums, but I, I tried them at a, a music store. And I'm like, wow, this is the, the hardest of all the instruments I've ever had to play. Like, the hardest to skill-wise. You know, I think when you're playing violin, guitar, or piano, there is so much leeway when it comes to variety because those are the instruments that 
you know, there's no rules really. You can do whatever melody you want. You can hold a note as long as you want. But with drums, the whole point of drums is to be rhythmic, is to be on the dot. You have to be right on the nose with those drum beats. And there's so many different timings. Like, and I'm so horrible with numbers, I don't do the numbers thing, but when I've seen sheet music, I cannot, I literally, it's almost like another language to me, I can't learn sheet music. And I've heard that a lot of musicians can't read sheet music either, and they're the ones that play by ear, so I have that in common with them. So I, I, I do understand that completely. Um, it's like with the drum timings on the sheet music, it's like one fourth and one eighth and one sixteenth and all these like shapes and symbols and it's too much for my brain. So I, you know, and I've actually noticed this when I listen to musicians, the drummers, when I listen to the drum in a song, I'm just like, how? How is this even humanly possible that this person is... I mean, I've heard that they use a metronome, which is like a... it keeps time, and they just drum to that. But that's... a metronome just is, you know, back and forth, back and forth. It's not intricate, and it's, it doesn't include the cymbals. So like, there's the cymbals too. They got the drums and the cymbals and not just one drum, not just one cymbal, like 10 drums and like seven or eight cymbals. It's just insane. I, I really, if, if you're a drummer out there listening to this, I would just, how are you even doing that? <laughs> it's, it just blows my mind. Um, they, there's gotta be some secret trick, but I really think that drummers are the most talented, um, skill-wise when it comes to music because I like I'm not special at anything I'm uh, it takes a lot for me to get good at something but yet I even I can play piano quickly but I can't play drums to save my life so I think that says something right there that drums is just so precise there's so much precision there that has to be there and just yeah so I have the most utmost respect for musicians and that's so I'm gonna go back to the fact that music is my number one special interest and that along with that comes obsessions <laughs> I get obsessed with bands I get obsessed with certain musicians in those bands because I am just so drawn to a, a human that can play it's really mind-boggling when you think about it. Think about you and how much of a struggle it can be to just get through daily life. But yet there's another human that doesn't have superpowers or no, nothing special about them, but yet they can create music. And the music that these drummers, guitarists, bassists, piano, keyboardists, whatever, oh, whatever instruments, the music that they create, it because I, I don't know how you can have three or four or five separate people that all can be in a cohesive, it's harmony, it really is. It's like I said earlier, all of the separate parts come together and they don't, I mean, yes, they make mistakes once in a while, but once you get good at it, I, it still blows my mind. How can a, you know, I see these bands that have been around for 30 years, 20 years, whatever. And so, yeah, that's a lot of time that they've practiced together. A lot of times that they've played a song, 
but still, I'm still looking at them in wonder. Like, how, how does one of them not get slower or faster than the rest for even a split second to the point where it would throw the whole band off? That just doesn't happen. They just get carried away with the, the flow. And, you know, that's another reason why I love music is because it's all about flow. And when you're dancing to music, that's why it's easy to not stim because it's almost like it takes you out of your body. Even though you're dancing, you're using your body, you're still transported to another dimension. And in that dimension, you don't have autism. <laughs> in that dimension, all there is is vibration and energy and sound. And it's just, it's the most magical thing. Like, I've never done hard drugs, but I can imagine it must be like how music makes me feel. I'm so happy that music is my drug because it's safe, it's relatively free, it's healthy, it's healing. There is such a thing as sound healing where you can play notes and frequencies and it's it's really good for you <laughs> um so that's a whole different subject there but it just ties into the whole thing with you know if you can heal yourself with sound and if sound is soothing then it's just a no-brainer to me that music is one of the most important things in the world it's one of the most foundational, basic things that it just makes me sad when people don't realize this. It's, it's so important. It's almost right up there with sleep and sunlight and food. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I really think I could talk about music for hours for sure. Um, and I know there's a lot of people out there that are like me that are obsessed with music and, and not everybody that's obsessed with music is autistic, but I would bet that most autistic people have some sort of affinity for music. And I've also heard, I'm not sure if this is true, but I've heard that most musicians and artists are autistic. Well, maybe not musicians because I know there's a lot of pretty normal musicians that just love music but um when it comes to you know escaping into your mind to create something that's a very autistic it's very common very autistic trait so i think it's a very good chance that most artists and musicians have some autistic traits um yeah I'm I'm a little bit distracted right now because there's a snowplow that's plowing my driveway and I wanted to watch. I like to watch the snowplows plow the driveway. It makes me feel cozy because I'm nice and dry and warm in my house. <laughs> it's just something I've always enjoyed. So I'm gonna go enjoy that now and then after that I'm gonna listen to some music. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and be sure to Listen next week. I'm going to be putting out episodes every week. And, oh, before I leave, I want to say I have a brand new product in my Etsy shop. I've actually got an Etsy shop for my other business, but I have a product that's an autism workbook. 
it's printable. So this is a digital thing. It comes in a PDF format. And what it is is like, um, I think there's 20 pages of worksheets that you can go through to assess your your autism traits to to process like it's a good thing to have if you've just been diagnosed or if if you're still working through that process if you want to um like categorize things i've got a couple pages on there for like friendships and special interests and it's something i made for myself actually because i'm really one of my other special interests is things that are like paper products like journals and planners and stuff and that's why i started my etsy shop so i've got that etsy shop where i sell printables that are mostly planner pages workbooks journal pages <clears throat> and things like that so if if that autism workbook sounds good to you i will have a link for that in the show notes and if you're listening to this on youtube i will put it in the description um if you prefer to listen <clears throat> on YouTube. I also have a YouTube channel called Being Autistic as well, just like this. So I just put the same episodes up on there because I know there's a lot of people that love YouTube. I'm one of them and I, I prefer to listen to podcasts on YouTube. Uh, that way everything's in one place. So I really am leaving now <laughs> and thank you so much for listening.